Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. You've started your day in the right way. Let's talk sports. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Let's make the magic happen, shall we? Or something close to that. Some kind of approximation of magic, right? A little bit of a jolt of energy to start the day. Does that sound about right? We'll do our best to help get you going here. On this Wednesday, the 21st of February, it's 2024. We're living in the future. And that means you get to listen to what you want to listen to on your own time. Real NWAJB and Team B Media. One of those last awesome things in life that's free. And not a lot of things in life are free anymore. Well, this radio show is free for you, the people, as long as you're able to find it, Bluetoothable, from your computer, your mobile device, your cell phone, however you are listening. We appreciate you making us a part of your day. And we got a lot to get to as we work our way through the conversation between us and amongst us here this morning. Hanging out for 90 minutes, just a few minutes past 7 o'clock. You know the drill. Find us on the Podbean Live. You'll be in the room. You can chat. You can talk smack. A lot of folks like to talk smack about yours truly. I'm trying to react less in my older years. We get some of that going on. Of course, YouTube for the post-game video content. A lot more where that came from as we get into some high school basketball, state tournament action here in a couple weeks in Hot Springs. I told you about that with Bobby Swafford yesterday. I'm very excited to get down there for that. And so YouTube on all the video stuff, of course, live at our website, therealnwhab.com. Just about 100,000 of y'all have found the show in the first six months. I will say I expected more or that I expected less. I think it's just a good number. And we'll go from there. And a lot of you fine folks. I've been really great about finding the show each and every day. So we're going to continue to grow it, get the word out there. It's a fun operation. We hang out for 90 minutes. And look, if you miss the show, you still get a condensed 45, 50-minute version on the podcast to listen back to on your own time. We're going to catch up today with some of my favorite people to talk with. Dennis in Siloam Springs, our guy Big D, Dennis Matters. Big-time college baseball guy, Razorback baseball aficionado. Going to give us a feel for Arkansas's opponents this weekend. After three out of four against James Madison, you're off and running. Now it's Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan. And Arlington will go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I need to get a feel for those teams. See what's out there on the line. We'll talk with Dennis coming up right around a quarter to 8 o'clock, 745 this morning about that series. Dennis, one of our driving forces on the Razorback baseball coverage and a huge contributor on our ticket giveaways. Make sure if you don't already um, that you follow us facebook.com slash the real NWAJB on the tweets at the real NWAJB same on the Instagram on the YouTubes on the Podbeans, Apple Spotify and more Jackson Collier at 805 today JC has been public enemy I don't know number one but top five this week in Arkansas Razorback Lane. You wonder a little bit about why JC, seemingly one of my, you know, guys of the people, why has JC been so maligned, so dogged on by so many Arkansas Razorback fans here of late? We'll talk about it. JC, not a big fan of early season college baseball, putting his money where his mouth is. He waded into that fight on social media right after a Razorback loss. It was odd. It was odd. I'm not sure exactly 
what happened, but it was definitely odd. And at the end of the day, you know, you were just happy that you got it and that you were able to to bring it on home because um, it definitely could have gone the other way too. But the fact of the matter is, as we talk with Jackson Collier, we'll talk some basketball at 805 about a team that's still alive. We'll hear from Eric Musselman here in 15 minutes as well. Post-game sound, reaction, and more. Let's do a little hoops tonight to start. College football playoff is out. That's been officially unveiled at 5-7. Question of the day is up. The 12-team format's official. What's your first reaction, footballers? What's your first reaction? Let me give you some options just to get the thoughts provoked upstairs a little bit. Long overdue. Perfect timing. Too many games. Or all about that money. Those are four very interesting options. Long overdue for the expansion. Perfect timing. Like it happens when it happens. Too many games. It's kind of a devil's advocate point of view. Or all about that money, honey. All about that money. I'm all about that paper boy. Paper boy. All about that paper boy. All right. To basketball. Did you catch the Atlanta reference? Nicely done. Bonus points for that at the end of the test. What do we think? What do we know about Arkansas Razorback hoops? Well, not done yet. Four and nine after a victory yesterday. Arkansas able to find a way to get a win. And no, it was not pretty. But Arkansas pulls it out in College Station and sweeps A&M on the season. And look, this is probably one of the prettier wins of the year. A lot of free throws. This is kind of the way of the game these days. But Arkansas nailing those free throws, making them while Texas A&M was a hot mess from the charity stripe at home. And you don't expect to see that. Aggies fall to 6-7 and seven in the league. You might have popped their NCAA tournament bubble. Well, that was a good win. You wonder a little bit where the heck it came from, right? With this Arkansas Razorback basketball team, because they've been so remarkably inconsistent. The only thing they've been consistent about is their inconsistency. And uh, and yet they go into this game and poised and ready to go. 28 to 34 from the free throw line. That's a lot of free throws. 25 to 39 for AM. 64% at home. You shoot five more free throws than your opponent and you make three less. It's not a good recipe. Both teams clank it from downtown all night. Hogs four of 15, AM six of 20. But Arkansas's defense, again, in the passing lanes, they have found something here in the last couple of weeks making it difficult for teams to operate in the half court. 12 turnovers for Texas A&M and seven steals for the Hogs, including two for Layden Blocker off the bench and a couple for Jeremiah Davenport. And really, Muss only played seven guys. Debo Davis in foul trouble early, got called for back-to-back fouls, what, two minutes into this game, and that was never really a factor again. Uh, Muss spotted him later. He got called for a third foul. Just a couple minutes into that sequence, two turnovers for Debo. Didn't take a shot. Debo Davis, my friends, the king of the all or nothing stat line. I don't know I've never, uh, if I've ever seen another basketball player who was able to be as non-existent as Debo Davis at times is in games. And then at other times, about as good a player as you have. Very strange dichotomy for Double D, but that's what Davis has given you. Nothing at times this year, like he did last night. So seven minutes for Debo, who started. Hogg started Mark Davis, Battle, Ellis, and Lawson. Why Makai Mitchell's not starting? Who knows, but who cares? His production off the bench continues to be remarkable. 33 minutes for Makai, six of nine from the floor, 10 of 12 from the charity stripe for the big fella. How about Makai Mitchell? 10 to 12 at the line. Caleb Battle, 9 to 10 at that free throw line. Tremont Mark, 8 for 10 from the free throw line. I mean, you got to love that. You got to love that your three best players, your three leading scorers last night, shoot 90% from the free throw line combined on 32 attempts. That's remarkable. Was it just under 90? All right, 87%. Still close enough, Terrence. Close enough. Makai Mitchell, 22 points, 13 rebounds. He had four blocks, 
I mean, I know this team is not very good, and they're most likely not going to make the NCAA tournament, barring winning the SEC. Because even if you went out at this point, and, and you should destroy Missouri on Saturday morning, and then you should annihilate Vanderbilt at home on Tuesday night. I readily expect this Arkansas team, now the schedule gets softer, finally, to be 6-9, and nine, which is bad, but not horrifically bad. It's just not good. They'll be 6-9 and nine with three games to go. Are you going to win at Kentucky? I mean, maybe. They've kind of capsized here of late. Are you going to win at home against LSU? Who just bludgeoned you and is bigger than you? You going to win that game on senior night on, on a Wednesday on the 6th? What about at Alabama to close? See, those last three games are going to be very tricky. Let's say for arguments purposes for a moment that Arkansas wins out in those games. That the Razorbacks go perfect the rest of the way, starting last night, and go from three and nine to nine and nine. They go six and zero down the stretch. Are they now in the tournament bubble? Probably not. Probably not. That's how low their power ranking is. That's how low their collective losses have kind of sandbagged them right now. It's not good. It is not good. But if you get to the SEC tournament with, I don't know, seven, eight, nine wins in the league. You know what you're going to do? You're going to lift yourself potentially out of a first four game, which would be nice because if you have plans to win the SEC tournament, it helps an awful lot if you can avoid playing five games in five days. So if they can somehow climb out of the final four, and look, you're only two games behind A&M right now, the bottom four in the league, get into a Thursday game. Now you're talking about winning four games in four days to make the NCAA tournament. Can this Razorback team do that? Probably not. Probably not in a year where Tennessee just seems so physically superior in a lot of ways. I think Kentucky is a better team. Auburn is so deep and so big. I don't think you're winning the SEC tournament this year. I just don't. I don't see it. But it'd be nice to get some more positive vibes going, wouldn't it? Have people feeling a little less pained about their Arkansas Razorback hoops team. And perhaps at the end of the day, it's part of what convinces Eric Musselman to work on that contract here locally, get himself back in the mix, and be your head coach again next year. Unfinished business. And it looks like recruiting is staying solid. At least according to Richard Davenport yesterday, you haven't lost any of your commits. Now, what will the roster look like next year? I don't know. I mean, is Layden Blocker back? That would be a significant loss. The young man from Little Rock can ball a little bit. 23 minutes for Layden, who played mostly in Devo's stead last night. Five points, three boards, two assists, two steals. He had a block. He hit a three. His first three of the year, I believe. Was that his first three of the year? He hit a three-two. So um, that was an outstanding game at a lane blocker. Doesn't have to shoot a lot to be productive. And you saw him getting a couple of hustle plays in the corners. I, I don't know what the deal has been with blocker this year. I mean, how in the world he's not playing more at times? It makes no sense. He's, he's one guy you know part is part of your future. Hopefully, you know, barring him making the decision to play his college basketball elsewhere next year, which you really hope he doesn't do. Davenport, a decent game as well. Nine points off the bench. The only guys with eligibility, right, for next year's Razorback team on this roster, Blocker, Fall, Pinion. I got to believe Pinion's gone. Bay Fall maybe comes back. Who knows what that is at this point. Lane Blocker is the guy you got to protect the most. I was told yesterday uh, by a friend of mine that Tremont, I didn't believe it when he told me, but Tremont Mark has, an, has another year left. I'm like, no, that was a one and done kind of thing. Nope. So I was like, yeah, I thought he's a grad transfer. No, nope. He has two years of eligibility. So this is one of them. And actually, Tremont Mark could come back next year. Now, will that be in his best interest? That's an entirely different conversation. This guy's a professional level basketball player. I think it comes down to cash money dollars. And whether the NBA is uh, into drafting you or not, I, I think Mark could be a second-round pick. Kind of guy who's going to have to get bigger and stronger and put in some work in the G League, but I see him getting a look on an NBA roster at some point. 26 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists for Mark, who was in attack mode the whole way through. Had a sensational block down low. Only 3 turnovers in the game. Played 36 minutes in the basketball game. And Caleb Battles reemergence has been massive for this basketball team, too. How about KB with 15 points, four boards, couple assists, and a couple of steals? And despite three of 15 from the floor, and he definitely was not hitting the jumper last night, 
kept attacking the rack, stayed in the flow, played good defense throughout. Battle has been much more relevant to this rotation here in the last couple of weeks. And look, he just wasn't there earlier in the year. Was an absolute hot mess. Couldn't get along with Moss. He had some screaming fights and huddles and locker rooms. And look, folks, that's not good for anybody when that happens. But Battle's been able to rein it in enough. He and Moss have not bailed on each other. They've continued working at it. And it's nice to see Caleb Battle so productive here the last few times out. Arkansas has been a better team the last few games. They've just been better. Three of the last four, at least. Maybe the LSU game notwithstanding. But better effort, energy, and intensity. You hold Texas A&M to just 33% shooting at home. They made only 20 shots in the game on their 60 attempts. You hung in there on the glass. Out-rebounded 47-40 to is not bad against a bigger A&M team. Uh, Garcia, 8 points, 15 boards. And what else did they have in this game? Henry Coleman, 12-6. and six. Radford was a hot mess. Finished with 12-8, and eight, but was like one for his first 11 from the floor. Finished 5-16. of 16. And Wade Taylor, who had like 40 on you last time in the game in Fayetteville that Mark won on that runner with a second left. Wade Taylor, 11 points and 9 assists, but went 3-for-12 from the floor. Hogs are playing better defense. They're buying in. Makai Mitchell is playing like one of the best bigs in the country right now. So much confidence around the bucket. Career high 22 for Makai. Seems like he's setting a new career high every time out right now because he is pretty much. And uh, a lot more fun to watch a Razorback basketball team win than to watch it lose and get bludgeoned and all the rest of it. So maybe Yards is playing for pride here the last two, three weeks of the season, but it's still college basketball. And it's still the Hogs. And we got some home games to left to get to as well. And I expect them to win these games. They should roll Missouri and Vanderbilt their next two times out as the schedule starts to open up a bit. All right. Uh, we are 20 minutes in. The Real NWA JB coming at you from the Bunker studio here where Fayetteville meets Springdale just a couple miles from that beautiful University of Arkansas campus. And of course, holding the fort down. For you, the people, five days a week in the mornings, make it six days a week. We got your people's postgame shows as we have for football and basketball and baseball SEC play as well. So you know where to find us, and I appreciate you're doing exactly that. Josh Bertuccini with you in studio. Let's take a quick time out. We'll come back, some headlines to get to, and some Eric Musselman sound after his hogs went down to College Station and came away with a much needed victory against Texas A&M last night. It is great to have you on board. Thank you so much for being here. First break of the morning, coming right back. Hang tight. Herman's Rib House on College in Fayetteville. A tradition like no other around. When you're looking for the best steak, chicken, salmon, something for lunch or dinner, Herman's has your back. This year is their 60th anniversary and the food keeps getting better. Perfect time to stop by and check out their revamped menu, the Dustin Omelette, a personal favorite. Herman's in Fayetteville. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for more info. Stop by and grab some grub today at Herman's, celebrating its 60th year in business in 2024. Hi, this is Tim Stanley, a longtime local business owner in Northwest Arkansas, and I'm super excited to be a part of JB's new adventure into the digital broadcasting arena, and I had to be a part of it. I also wanted to inform the listening audience that I bought Business World in Little Rock, so now we have more of a full state coverage, just like JB. It's important to be part of his future, or our future, or your future. Call me at Business World, a TDSID company, at 501-374-7000. Golden Corral of Fayetteville features a legendary endless buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to feast the fam or to feast yourself. Enjoy over 150 menu items. Their all-you-can-eat steak is my favorite. Hand-cut USDA top sirloin. Their bakery game is strong, too. You name it, they got it, and they make it good. Golden Corral, a place with something for everyone at a good price. Conveniently located where college meets Maine in Fayetteville. 
See things in a better light with the folks at New Light Electric. Residential and commercial services. They do remodels and additions, electrical upgrades and repairs, LEDs, installation of hot tubs, vehicle charging stations, and more. If you're looking for the folks who have the best touch, these guys are the lighting experts. They literally do it all, and they can add some light to your life, too. New Light Electric. Like them on Facebook or call 479-220-2836. Hey, folks, this is Matt Chambers with Blue Kangaroo Packouts. We know bad things happen, and we're here to help taking care of your contents and possessions when disaster strikes. Covering Northwest Arkansas and North Central Arkansas and the River Valley, accidents and weather happen all the time. When it does, we have your back. Moving, cleaning, warehousing, cataloging, tracking inventory so you don't lose a single personal possession. More information is online at BlueKangarooPackouts.com or give us a call at 479-879-9696. making moves with you the people and so much appreciation for every last one of you who has found us and become a part of the new operation of ours as we get after a bunker studio team b media looking forward to some state high school championship basketball coverage down in the spa city coming up around the corner in a couple of weeks we'll hear from eric musselman here in a matter of moments hogs with a good win, right? They're all good right now. 78-71 to 71 yesterday against Texas A&M. 26 points for Tremont Mark. Career-high 22 for Makai Mitchell, who's been playing like a man possessed here of late. you got to love to see it. Caleb Battle, 15 points as well. And now the Hogs get the schedule to open up. Can you take advantage of that and smack Missouri and Vanderbilt back-to-back? Heck, I'll take a win however you can get it. Speaking of Missouri... They had Tennessee up against it for a while last night. That was a better effort by them as they led at the half. But Tennessee surges back in half number two. And obviously, Tennessee is a, uh, a very talented team. Dalton Connect and my man Adu, right? The uh, pair of forwards there that they have are remarkably talented. I think both are going to play in the NBA. And uh, they just had too much, right? They both finished in double figures. They beat Missouri, who's 0-13 in the league. Missouri has not won a single conference game this year. How about them apples? Tennessee 10-3 and on the season. 10-3. and And looking like they're as good as anybody in the league. Really, Tennessee and Auburn, to me, the best two in the league. The teams I think they have the best chance of making a deep NCAA tourney run. Um, other items, top 25, because those are the only SEC games. Creighton dominates UConn 85 to 66. BYU over Baylor 78 to 71. So UConn's 19 point loss at Creighton. That's Creighton's first ever win over a number one team. BYU beats Baylor by seven. They're both in the top 25. St. Mary's is in the top 20. Number 18, Gales beat San Francisco 70 to 66. Texas Tech by a point over TCU in a game that was a battle to the end. But the 23rd-ranked Red Raiders get the win there. Baseball, three out of four against James Madison. You got three coming up around the corner in Arlington, baby, at Globe Life Field. Hogs taking on Oregon State, Oklahoma State, and Michigan. I know it's early season baseball, but it's still, it's baseball, baby. And so we're paying attention to it. We're getting into it. We'll talk some more about it with my guy, Dennis in Salem Springs coming up, doing his Razorback baseball update, giving us some thoughts on the weekend. We'll chat with him at 745 today. College football has approved a new 12-team playoff format. The Board of Managers has unanimously approved a model that guarantees the five highest-ranked conference champs are in the expanded 12-team field. The five highest-ranked college champions, okay? along with the next seven highest-ranked teams. We'll try to read into this a little bit. Months of delay, back and forth, Pac-12 disintegrating. They delayed this vote repeatedly. And then finally got everybody into the room and got it done. Uh, So, the USC disintegration means whatever two schools are left out west cannot qualify as a conference champ the next two years. So, Oregon State and Washington State 
do not get an automatic bid for winning the two-team pack two. Well, that makes sense. So what you have is seven at-large bids. Instead of the six conference champs and six at-large, we'll go seven at-large. And really what you're going to get, you would think most years, is some five champs from heavyweight conferences, which they will be, I don't know, the Pac-12 and Mountain West have worked out some scheduling next year, so they still have games. You would think most years this will result in conference champs from the SEC, obviously the ACC, the Big Ten, which is like the Big 25 now, and the Big 12, which has actually done a good job repainting its own picture. So those four will be in there, along with one highest-ranked Group 5 team. So you'll have a team from off the grid, off the radar, in another year before they joined a major conference, it was UCF. They will be looked out for in the new format, which is really cool. And so there you go. That's the deal. So at-larges going to be factored in by the college football playoff committee. They'll work on ways to compare the teams against each other, but the, uh, the committee will still be used to help select the non-conference champions to put together the highest-ranked teams from the non-champion pool. Makes sense of that where you will. But I think it's uh, certainly going to make bowl season a lot more fun to pay attention to next year. Question of the day today, as we get into some football, the 12-team college football playoff format is now official. First reaction to that. Long overdue would be the first one. Perfect timing would be second. Too many games, third. We're all about that money, which seems cynical, obviously, but it's still, I mean, that's par for the course. This is all about the money. It absolutely is. So good conversation here today about that. The fallout continues. We'll spend a lot of time, I have no doubt, in this college football offseason, picking apart the new format and trying to make some, uh, some sense of how it's all going to play out. What else? Items that I have for you. QSL offense, State late. I liked watching that. You got the NBA returning for the second half tomorrow night as we get through the All-Star break. Man, have not shook those Mac McClung dunks. They were unbelievable. That guy can jump like nobody's business. Softball uh, gets to host a series this weekend. We mentioned baseball already getting to hit the road. Go play in Arlington. We'll get into some more of that with our guy, Dennis Matters, coming up in just a few. Let's get Derek Musselman sound. You know I promised it for you. Real NWAJB, live in the mornings. Then, of course, people's postgame show. We get you immediate sound before anybody else does out there. And so we'll get to that right now, too. Here's Eric Musselman after a season sweep of Texas A&M, completed last night. Um, will to win. I, I thought it was at a high level against um, you know Mississippi State. And I thought we carried that over to a, to another 40 minutes tonight um, to think we have, you know, three players out short turnaround back to back road games against a team that we had beaten previously. It's always hard in this league to win uh, two games against the same opponent. Um, I think we played our best 80 minutes of basketball in our last two games. And um, hopefully we continue to improve, continue to get better behind closed doors. Uh, everybody has worked extremely hard. We had a not a good shoot around, but a, but a phenomenal shoot around today. Um, you know, and sometimes when you're struggling, um, you know, you, you it, it's hard to uh, to have the energy. Um, so again, I, I I thought you know defensively uh, in the second half we were we were really really good, and I thought in the first half we were good, although. You know, they shot 45% in the first half. We still felt at halftime uh, like the game was moving in the direction that we wanted. Um, you know, even Garcia's three ball and um, Solomon Washington took a three. So we had some guys taking shot attempts outside comfort zones that we that we wanted to. So, um, you know, I thought offensively, you know, 207 passes is is a really good number against a team that, you know, it's sometimes hard to pass because of their number of steals. But a team that was 
uh, undersized a team that was undermanned uh, in a short turnaround on a back-to-back trip after uh, losing a very difficult game. Uh, this team played their hearts out. Yeah, Eric, uh, you know, Layden Blocker, I think he was plus 17 and 23 minutes, something like that. Just did it feel like he was having that big of an impact in, in real time? And uh, how much are you enjoying just kind of seeing the freshman grow uh, from game to game? Yeah, I, th- I thought he played really good tonight. Obviously, his two steals, um, you know, in, in, in the 23 minutes that he was in, he was able to guard uh, Taylor and did a really good job other than the fouls, but we want him to be aggressive defensively. Um, I thought he was phenomenal tonight. I thought Kai Mitchell's right now playing as good as any center in the league. Um, so both those guys were instrumental, but, uh, you know, certainly Layden tonight um, gave us a huge lift off the bench as our bench play was was really good. And, and, and probably, quite frankly, the difference in the game was our bench play. Yeah, and I... I mean, A&M had a lot of offensive rebounds, but they didn't convert those too many into a lot of second chance points. Is that, is that just effort? Is there, is there something else there? I mean, how were you guys able to maybe neutralize their offensive rebounding a little bit from a scoring standpoint? By going vertical, by understanding that they were going to offensive rebound, especially when we knew that, you know, Graham was going to be unavailable and we had two days to prepare and we talked about trying to, you know, when they do get offensive rebounds and they're inside zone one to go vertical and try to alter shots, try to do that without following. I think for the most part, we did a phenomenal job of defending second shot opportunities because it's really hard to keep them off the glass. It was just as important to talk about defensive blockouts as it was to work, drill, and talk about defensive verticality off of the offensive rebounds, which is something, you know, you normally don't want to talk to your team about another team grabbing offensive rebounds, but uh, we knew that it was going to be very difficult to keep them off the glass, but, but maybe second jumps and verticality um, could help us. And I thought that, you know, the, the eight blocks was, was extremely important. And then there was probably another five that, that were altered around the rim. Eric, first off, congrats on a great win. You know, Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida all came in here and lost, or all came in there and lost, I should say. And you guys, like you say, you're shorthanded. It's been a rough year. How'd you guys pull this off? Uh, Like I said, I mean, I, you know, I know that people get tired when a coach talks about good practices, but we have had good practices, Bob. I, you know, um, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, some of the things that, that we do and have done in the past are now starting to sink in with some guys. Um, I, you know, I hope that, that these, you know, last two games and, and the first half against Tennessee, I hope that, you know, that, um, you know, really that's hundred minutes or whatever. It was really good basketball. We stunk in the second half against Tennessee. Uh, first half, I thought we played really, really hard. Look, this has not been easy uh, when you look at the injuries we've had, Graham was out the entire Bahamas. Uh, he's been out of late. You know, Brazil has been out of late. Um, you know, Minifield was a factor in the last game against Texas A&M. Uh, that, that group that was out there tonight, you know, played with great toughness, great enthusiasm. I mean, I think you could see the joy. You know, Davenport was playing with great fun. Um, and a great competitive spirit. So really proud of our team tonight. And, and, and quite frankly, sometimes you lose a game and, and you can still be proud of a team. And, and that's, what, that's what happened on this two-game road segment. All right, look, good stuff out of Eric Musselman across the board. I love listening into the coaches after the games, as emotional as they can get. They're going to tell you what they saw, and you need their perspective on how the game went down to fully comprehend it. It is a quarter to eight o'clock. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to switch gears to baseball. Diamond Hawks have a huge series coming up against three different teams at Globe Life Field. We'll talk about it with my guy, Dennis Matters, right after this. It's the real NWAJB, your boy, Josh Bernicini, Bunker Studio. And we're coming right back.
A to Z Golf Cars has moved, but it still has the same awesome customer service and phenomenal inventory you won't find anywhere else. Northwest Arkansas's go-to golf car spot for over 20 years. Neighborhood cars, cruisers, horse cars, first to the ball or last to the ball, roll up in style with A to Z. Repair work with quick turnarounds, too. Now located at 483 North Highway 62 in Rogers, two miles north of the city airport. Call 479-273-9229. Need to lose 100 pounds this year? Don't restrict your diet. Forget joining a gym. Instead, lose the weight of that cheating spouse of yours. At Mock Legal Solutions, there is no hourly billing. You pay one flat fee for your divorce. Call today, 479-769-1505. And let's be honest, it's closer to 200 pounds, right? Mock Legal Solutions. Real advice, reasonable price. Shogun of Fayetteville for a special experience every time. Best Japanese cuisine around, they have it all. The sushi is top notch, but everyone's talking about their hibachi grill. The chefs are incredible. It's delicious and entertaining at the same time. For recruiting, celebrations, or just a good old date night, Shogun of Fayetteville has never let me down. With the scenic view of Fayetteville from the hill by the mall. Full menu online, shogunfayetteville.com. Hey guys, you've been feeling a little bit lower energy of late. The motivation's down. Well, it's time to take control of it here in 2024. Bioidentical hormone replacement is state-of-the-art, and Dr. Mark Olson is the only one around focusing on BHRT and his treatments. If you want to feel better, this is the year, and Olson Clinic is the place to get it done with Dr. Mark Olson, now located at 5501 Willow Creek Drive in Springdale. That's right off exit 69 off I-49, online, OlsonClinic.com. Builders Direct Lighting offers quality lighting products and solutions for all of your project needs. They buy directly from the manufacturer with no middleman in sight, passing the savings on to you, the customer. From a small office space to a large warehouse, indoor or outdoor, we do it all. Yes, we can even light your pickleball court. For more info, visit buildersdirectlighting.com or call 479-256-0461. Anytime I get to talk with you, JC, I'm doing even better. Jackson, it's uh one of those things for this basketball team, why don't we start there, has been so painfully bad this year that even, what now, a week of decent basketball has me almost ecstatic. Like, how nice was it to see them play a really good game last night? It was very nice, you know, and they, they played really good defense. The effort was there for a full 40 minutes, which I thought was huge. Uh, Tremont, Mark, and Makai Mitchell really showed out. I thought Layden Blocker played fantastic defensively. Uh, got his first three-pointer as a, as a Razorback, so good for him. Uh, you know, it, it was just fun to watch. It was re- it was really fun to watch. That said, what what you know, what has changed for Makai Mitchell to make him such a? I mean, he's playing like an elite big right now. He really is. You know, you look at his stat lines the past, the past like seven games. Uh, he's averaging like close to fifteen points and eight rebounds a game, shooting sixty four percent from the field, grabbing another or like I think two blocks a game almost, steal assists here and there. He's playing really well all over the floor. Uh, you know, I think part of what's changed is he's getting an opportunity to do. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, Oh, it's only because he's getting an opportunity, but you know, you get more minutes on the floor. You have more opportunities to produce. And I think he's doing that. Uh, now there've been times earlier this season and last season where he had the minutes, uh, but he didn't produce at the level he is now. So on top of having more opportunity, I think something has, has flipped there. Some sort of switch has flipped. I don't know what exactly it is. Maybe it's him realizing that this is his last go-around in college basketball and he wants to go out with a bang. Uh, you know, uh, maybe it's because the team is playing through him. Eric Wilson has sort of decided recently that they're going through uh, the post, I guess, in the past few weeks. And that's really worked well to uh, to Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell's benefit. Uh, so I think it could be a combination of all those things. Well said. No, I agree. I think, uh, and really they're trusting him to just operate in some more space down there. 
and bang into his thing. And he's obviously putting in work right now. Give him credit for that. I don't know if we ever thought about Makai as a guy who's a gym rat, but what I'm seeing right now is a guy who really hasn't left the gym much outside of going to sleep and eating in the last couple of months, and it's really starting to pay off. Um, Tremont Mark has another year of eligibility left. I was told that yesterday. What do you think the chances are we get him back? Because I would take him back if you could get him back, wouldn't you? I'm skeptical, and I, I don't have any inside information on his status or what he in, intends to do. But if you're having a year like he is this year, might want to come back, stick around, and try to win more at the college level. Well, he's already won a lot at Houston, though, too. So, you know, maybe he wants to stick around and be like the guy on a Final Four type team mm-hmm. rather than being a role player on the Final Four team. And let's not forget, JC, either, my friend, with the NIL money these days, he could probably make a million dollars to come back as well. I, I don't yeah. know one way or the other, but I'd be kind of skeptical. Yeah. I mean, look, though, money is money. What do you make in the G League right now? Half a million? So you get a million to come back here, maybe half a million in the G League. It's possible. I'm with you. Probably not. I hope Lane Blocker comes back. He's a guy you can't really judge in stats alone. He was intense last night. A lot of pieces up in the air. Um, I want to wrap basketball because everybody wants to hear your take on baseball. So real quick, they should crush Missouri. They should crush Vanderbilt as well. At least the schedule opens up. They'd be six and nine with three games left, JC. At Kentucky, home LSU, at Alabama. That's where we started the show today. Let's say they went out. Stranger things have happened before. I don't think they will, but let's say they do. Are they on the tournament bubble going into the SEC tournament? Or still no? They still have to win it to make it. What do you think? I think if they win out there on the bubble at best, um, they, they'd have to blow out Alabama or Kentucky and all of Missouri and Vanderbilt and LSU. Uh, because the metrics do play a huge factor into yeah. the the NCAA tournament selection committee. Uh, and the metrics are really bad because they've gotten beat so bad many times this yeah. year. They're going to have to make up ground uh, on that front on top of just uh, stockpiling wins. Well said. You didn't laugh at me for saying what if they went out. You said, fine, let's play JB silly fantasy out. They went out. Maybe they're stranger a- things have happened. Stranger things have happened. They're probably going to have to win the SEC tournament to make the dance this year. And I feel like if that is still possible, well then keep winning and lift yourself out of the bottom four. So you play one less game, right? Where is the sec tournament this year? They moved it around so much. I'm not clear. Where is it this year? Honestly, I haven't even paid attention. Exactly. That's the correct answer. That is the correct answer on to baseball. Why, why wade into that? You're not a huge baseball guy, but you're a diehard Razorback guy. And you know, I love you, Jackson. Anybody who comes at you is coming at me too. back off. You're too smart a guy to not, you know, have some some reasoning and rationale behind what you're saying. It seemed like you kind of poked the monster a little bit after a tough loss to James Madison. Give me a thought. What was that? Please explain that. Okay, so it didn't start out that way. All I did was there was a baseball game on and my timeline's full of it. And then all my posts about basketball this year getting bombarded with it's baseball season. It's baseball season. It's baseball season. So I'm like, okay, I'll tune in and watch baseball. I put out a tweet. No big deal. I'm, I'm just like, man, you know, this early season baseball stuff, it's hard to get into. Baseball is already slow enough for me. Like, I don't I don't like it all that much. Not super entertaining. But, like, I'd rather watch bad basketball than, than watch this early season stuff against James Madison. That's an opinion. I didn't think that was too uh, antagonistic or anything. The replies. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That, there are so many people saying you're not smart enough to watch baseball. Oh, well, it's a thinking man's game or, Oh, you're just stupid. Like, all, like very insulting. People took it very personally for, for me finding one sport uh, in conference play better than one sport against James Madison. Um, so then that's when I started being antagonistic. I probably took things a little too far and I've apologized on social media. I'll apologize again now. I'm sorry. But uh, you're not hashtag growing the game if you call other people who are trying to get into your game stupid or not intelligent enough to understand it. I mean, I'm listening to you. I think, look, you're a lawyer. You're articulate. You speak well. I think your social media game is super strong. It's much more interactive than a lot of people's. It's much more interactive than mine. So I think sometimes when I see people like, like I expect people to troll me. It's one of the reasons I'm out there less and less is because I have the platform of the show and I can offer my, my thoughts at length. I don't need to be engaged maybe so much with the antagonists out there who disagree 
Usually people are on your side in Razorback Land, Jackson. I was surprised how many Hog fans who seemingly are longtime followers on social media. I'm not saying I know them personally, maybe a few. But they did seem to turn on you pretty quick for openly not being a baseball guy. Folks, it's okay to not be a baseball guy. All right? Just like it's okay to not be a basketball guy, like Jackson said. And no offense, but I'm with JC on one one big part of this here. The baseball heads do like to throw shade on the basketball heads. So we can't ignore that part of the conversation, especially in a down year right now. Oh, the Razorback baseballers have been merciless towards guys like Jackson and me who still want to watch the games and enjoy the game. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. JC, I would just say in closing that moving forward, you are such a beloved figure in Razorback land, even as a young guy already. Even as somebody who's still in a lot of ways coming up in the game, just watch your back, bro. You know, Razorback. Fi- oh, yeah. I, I Razorback definitely learned my lesson. Fan. I won't poke Razor, too one, much. One, and one, I just listen. I'm like just I- saying, Razorback Superfan75000 might like all your tweets and retweet you a bunch and pretend he's your boy. But as soon as you give him a chance to look cool in, in front of his friends by calling you an idiot, you know he's going to do that, JC. You know he's going to do that. Well, I, I didn't take any issue with Josh because I quote tweeted it. And this is what got me in really hot water. Yeah. I, I just yeah. said, uh, can I celebrate when uh, Arkansas loses in Omaha again? Yeah. And you're saying, look, they're going to be in Omaha. I know how great they are. You're actually acknowledging that, too. Um, I'll be there and they'll lose. It's fine. You, you seem a little too antagonistic towards baseball. That's the problem. For my own good. Yeah. Answer this. I'm still I'm getting caught up on this. I was out of the loop this weekend. I'm trying to put the pieces back in place. Obviously, I I love you. Obviously, I love my guy, Dennis, and Razorback Baseball. I think we're all getting a little hot-headed. I think you're taking out justifiably some of your feelings of, of, you know, uh, uh, of derision from baseball fans this year. You're taking it out on them now. But look, you do know, let me just ask you a question. You do know that you're not expected to win four out of four every weekend, right? You know that about baseball, Jackson. You're too smart. No, no, I I know that too. One other thing that confuses me, and maybe it's because I'm not intelligent enough to know baseball, but uh, it seems like every time there is a, a bad loss or a loss you're not supposed to have, it's just like, oh, it's fine. It's baseball. I don't like that. I've never liked that. The it's baseball. I just, it's, that, that, that littered my timeline too. It's like, oh, it's baseball. Oh, it's baseball. I'm like, it's James Madison. Look, I'm in a tough spot here because everybody wants me to just blast you, but so many things you're saying resonate with me. Like, I hate the that's baseball. That's so garbage. Why can't you and I just say that about basketball then? That's basketball. Basketball. You, home loss to UNC Greensboro. That's basketball. That's basketball. That's basketball. But that was a terrible loss. But that's basketball. No, I'm with you. That's not fair. That one's not fair. JC, my goodness. Um, I, I feel like I have reason. I, I feel like my opinions are reasonable. I just go about them the wrong way. I thought your question of the day was hilarious and obnoxious at the same time on Sunday. I took a screenshot of it. It was so funny and obnoxious at the same time. Was that, uh, do you actually enjoy watching baseball one? It was that one. It was pretty fun. It was totally obnoxious. Well, I think like no. over 20% of people you voted knew no. that when you posed it like that with all four answers like that, it was so funny that you were going to get blasted. So again, I'm still surprised that you, you wanted to play that role so much, but you know what? You'll survive it and it'll be, you'll be a better person for it. It definitely makes you look like, uh, like less of a homer. I can tell you that much. If you were trying to be a little more objective, you've achieved it, JC. You have achieved it. Well, I mean, I can't be a homer. I mean, that would destroy my credibility. Oh, this too shall pass, my friend. This too shall pass. You know, two weeks ago, I got ripped and called a traitor just for asking whether the best fit for us was here or elsewhere. All I did was pose the question. You, you, I think you're on that show, JC. And all of a sudden I was a traitor and I was part of the problem. So people are clearly very fragile these days. Can we all agree on that? People are very fragile right now. Like, well, it's almost like there's no discourse. It's just outrage. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. And JC, when we have like when guys like me and you talk for 10 minutes each week, I feel like we generally have good, meaningful conversations. Why are people so afraid of having conversations? What is the problem? You know, I don't know. Maybe they just people are so strongly in their beliefs, especially relating to sports, that they don't want to be challenged on them. Like, you know, it's baseball. Yeah. I'm going to let you go before you get yourself in any more hot water because you've done a pretty good job on your own already. (laughs) So. 
So this too shall pass, and you're my boy, and we'll talk to you next week, okay? Sounds good, JB. All right, buddy. Please don't let them lose to Missouri, okay? Please don't let the basketball team lose to... I'll do my best. Okay, we'll, t- we'll talk to you soon. And on that note, we are flat on out of time. Jackson Collier playing the role and doing it well, owning up to it. I respect that guy more and more. Not afraid to step into the the den and take some heat, and I can't say I agree with where he's coming from. Completely, though I do think early season baseball is not nearly as exciting as SEC baseball. But at the same time, this war of words this morning between Dennis and Jackson, I don't think it's even close to over. I don't think anything was resolved. Dennis apologized for I don't know what, maybe overreacting a little. I guess that was classy of him as usual. And Jackson apologized for being provocative, I guess, kind of. And then he doubled down on it, I think. I'm a little rattled right now, y'all. I really don't know what to do. I'm I'm trying to be a, a neutral judge and jury. I don't want to execute either one of those guys because I like them both so much. I've known Dennis much longer for what it's worth. But um, I, I need to know young people. And JC's coming up in the game. And I got to have some friends. I can't run everybody off this show. I think we just got to call the show good for the day. Or good enough. Thank yous. Must sound. Eric Musselman, every time we get sound from him, it's a, it's a great thing. Uh, Dennis Metters, our baseball aficionado on the Hogs more and more. Jackson Collier talking some basketball. How about a Razorback win? That was nice. Can we have some more of that moving forward? My goodness. Appreciate every last one of you finding us here on the Real NWAJB. Coming at you five mornings a week. And, of course, people's postgame shows after each and every Razorback football and conference basketball and conference baseball Saturday as well. So just a few weeks away from people's post games for baseball, man. Looking forward to it. Baseball getting ready for a huge weekend in Arlington and basketball getting set for Missouri on Saturday at 11. We'll have the people's post game at about around one o'clock shortly afterwards. On that note, we're going to call it good. For the Team B Media crew, I'm Josh Bertaccini. Thanks so much for listening. Podcast in a few. Have a trip. This is a fun show today. What did we learn? You never know what might happen in a given morning. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Have a great day, y'all.